Good evening, Bali. What a what is Chus Baruch Hashem to be able on the first day of Cheshvan, well, now the second day of Cheshvan, to be able to launch Dafiyomit together. First of all, feel free if anyone wants to come in. You know, it's uh, good. This is uh, it's beautiful. Baruch Hashem. For those who are learning the Daf, I figured this is a great opportunity for a little bit of Chazara. For those who aren't learning the Daf, this is a great opportunity. Meseches Brachas. There's nothing better, nothing better than Brachas. Nothing better. So Baruch Hashem, a great tzuchus. And again, our goal is going to be to try to keep this condensed to 20 minutes. I know that it's, I know that it's late. The base madrash will stay open, so stay as long as you want. But our goal, Emirat Hashem, and, and again, the goal will be Emirat Hashem to get through the daf of Gimara. And again, point out pertinent halachos or hashkafas when we have it. So let's dig in a great brach. So I have to tell you, like, in such a, in such a hard time, in such a hard day for, for Am Yisrael, like, it's, it's such a beautiful Beautiful thing to see our, you know, our base metrics vibrant and alive already after nine o'clock at night. So incredible. Let's begin. From when do we begin to recite Shema at night? Remember again, there is a biblical obligation to read Shema twice a day. Torah says, when do you recite Shema? When you go to sleep and when you get up. So interestingly enough, so the, the Mishnah begins a discussion with Kriya Shema at night. Not the day, not the morning Shema, which we'll discuss in the Gemara. So from what point in time can you begin to recite Shema at night? From the time that the Kohanim go into each Truma. Now, what are we talking about? So, remember, what's Truma? What's Truma? Truma is the portion that's given to the Kohen, right? I'm, I'm a farmer. I have an obligation to separate out certain tithes. One of the tithes that I have to give is Truma to the Kohen. Now, what happens? Now, in order for a Kohen to consume Truma, a Kohen has to be in a state of ritual purity, has to be Tahar. So, what's Talach of a Kohen is Tame. So, again, there's a purification process. Different types of impurity require different types of purification processes, but one thing is for sure, which is in order to become Tahar, one has to go to the mikvah. Now, interestingly enough, mikvah could be done by day. You know, we're, we're used to like mikvah in terms of Hilchos Nida. So mikvah and Hilchos Nida, one has to go, a woman has to go to the mikvah at night. The truth is for Tumen Tara, right, for those ritual purity and impurity, you can go to the mikvah even by day. So if I'm a Kohen, so I became Tame, I go to the mikvah by day, but even though I went to the mikvah, my purity is actually, my purification process is actually not complete until nightfall. Until nightfall. Nightfall, as we're going to see, actually means the emergence of stars, actual nightfall. So therefore, again, the Mishnah says, from what point in time can you begin to say, nighttime Shema, from the time that a Kohen who was Tomei and had gone to the mikvah by day would be permitted to eat Truma at night, which is a long way of saying, you can begin to say the nighttime Shema at Nightfall. Why the Mishnah chooses such an elongated way to state Allah will see in the Gemara. So the Gemara says, And when can you say Shema until? So remember again, like anything in Halacha, there's a start time, there's an end time. So the first opinion of Rabbi Eliezer says the start time is is nightfall. The end time is till the end of the first watch. Now what that means, we'll see in a couple of days from now, but we'll see that essentially the night itself is divided up into different mishmoros, different watches. So the end of the first watch. We don't know what time that is, but that's what we're going with for now. That's the first thing. The Chum say, now here's what's interesting. The Chachamim agree with Rabbi Eliezer about the start time. So we agree the start time. We'll say again, when's the start? Little Chazra, when's the start time? Start time? Tzai Rabbi Eliezer says, when's the end time? End time? End of the first watch. What time that is, we don't know yet. Chachamim say, no, the end time is midnight. Chatzos, that's the end. Rabbi Gamil says, you could say nighttime Shema up until dawn. 
Now I will say, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but remember, in, in the halachic day, so there's different periods, there's dawn and there's sunrise. Sunrise is an observable event. Dawn is 72 minutes before sunrise. According to the Rambam, it's 90 minutes before sunrise. Again, often when you go outside at Alos, at dawn, it looks just like the same thing at night. But again, so I just want to point out to you what we have over here. So therefore, interestingly enough in the Mishnah, everyone is agreeing on the start time of nighttime Shema. Again, what's the start time? Nightfall. Three-way machlokas as to when is the end time. Rabbi Eliezer is saying until the end of the first watch. The Chachamim saying up until midnight. And ultimately Rabbi Gamil is saying up until dawn. Up until dawn. Good. So the Gemara says as follows. actually interesting story here. So one time Rabbi Gamil's sons came home late from a party. See, certain things don't change, right, o- over the years, right? The children were back past curfew. Back right now, usually Beis HaMishta means a wedding, right? They were attending a wedding. The Hasana went late. Amrulo, so they came home, they came home late. And what happens now? Late, we're going to see, means they came home after midnight, after midnight, so Amrulo lo karinu eshma. So he said, Father, we didn't yet say shema. Amrulo have no problem. Im lo amodasha, im lo ala amodashachar chayav and atem likros. Don't worry about it. As long as it's before dawn, you still have to go ahead and you can still recite shema, nighttime shema. For those who build for not only that, ela kolma shamru chachamim ad chatzos mitzvasan atshialim odashachar. Rabbi Gamliel now let his kids on in on a little secret. Whenever the rabbis say that you could do something until midnight. It really means you could do it until when? Until dawn. That's what happened. So the Gemara says, I, so the, for example, the Gemara says, Hector shachar. So again, we'll see exactly what to do with this line. But the burning, remember, at night, there are no karbanos. You don't offer karbanos at night. No sacrifices at night. So what do you do at night in the Beis HaMikdash? They burnt all of the leftover limbs and fats from the daytime sacrifices. Everything was burnt. So Hector Chalavim Va'avarim, you could do up until dawn. Ad she'ya'ala amodah shachar. V'cholan e'cholim li'om echad. Similarly, again, any carbon which has a one-day window of consumption. Mitzvah san ad she'ya'ala amodah shachar. The mitzvah is until dawn. Essentially, he's letting us in on a fantastic secret over here. Whenever the rabbi said, you only have until midnight to do something, they didn't really mean it. Really, when do you have until? You have until dawn. You have until dawn. So I, then the Mishnah asked the obvious question. If you have until dawn, then why do the rabbis say up until chatzos? Why did the Chum say until midnight? In order to distance a person from transgression. And see, I both say, human nature, human nature is procrastination. It's to procrastinate. So if I know that I have up until dawn, chances are I'm going to often leave it up until that point in time. What is the best way to avoid procrastination? Set earlier deadlines. I will say, just by the a profound life lesson, we, we all know this. In general, in life, if you don't set a deadline for yourself, most things don't end up getting done. We're all busy. We're all flooded with a whole bunch of different things. Unless, of course, a person goes there. We're actually learning this Thursday night in the Hasidic year. The Piagetzna was talking about this idea. The Piagetzna said, and it's incredible, the Piagetzna, the key to success is a lot, an amount of time for every task. It's actually a fascinating idea. Whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to do, give yourself an allotted amount of time. So you're, uh, you're, you're you know, I found this, this, this helpful. I mean, not really fully helpful, but a little bit helpful. 
a lot of us manage multiple different mediums of communication between email and WhatsApp and text and, 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 and voicemail, all these things. I've come to find it doesn't really work. You have to actually be caught up at some point in time for it to work. But technically, it could work, which is if you allocate yourself a certain amount of time for the next 45 minutes, all I'm doing is focusing on email. I'm not doing anything else. In other words, I'm not answering the phone. I'm not doing. I'm, I'm focusing on this. The Piaget says, "Whatever you do in life, give yourself for every task, give a defined amount of time. Because without a defined amount of time, in general, either we procrastinate or we or we get we get distracted. So that's the Mishnah saying. In reality, anytime the Chachamim said up until Chatzos, Chatzos really is code for Alos Hashachar for dawn for dawn. I so why did they say Chatzos? Why Chatzos? Because again, if you kind of move up the deadline a little bit, you have a greater probability of accomplishing the task in the allotted amount of time. Suppose I, Mazel Tov on our first Mishnah, incredible. So let's say, so therefore, what, what do we emerge with over here? So here's, here's the good news. Everyone agrees on the start time of nighttime Shema. Start time, start time is when? Good. We have a three-way machlokas as to when is the end time. Either again, the end of the first watch, number two, chatzos, and number three, Alos Hashachar, dawn. Good. So we'll say, well, now well, we'll see what to do. So I'll just say something very beautiful. The great Sadiq Rabzush of Anipoli says as follows. He says on the first opening word on the Mishnah, Me'emasai Korin Eshma. Eshma. So we translate it from when do you say Shema? The Rabbi says like this Me'emasai is a contraction. Me'emas Ka. Me'emas Yod. Out of a sense of reverence of Hashem, Korin Es Shema. So when, when we say Shema, we we'll say, how are we supposed to say Shema? Shema is supposed to be recited with a sense of reverence. Shema is supposed to be recited with what we call COVID Rosh, a sense of seriousness. That's the message contained in the opening word, Me'imasai, Me'imas Ka. From a sense of reverence, do we go ahead and recite Shema? Beautiful. All right, both say, let's go. Gimara. Tana Hecha Kai. Diktani Me'imasai. Now, here's what's interesting. What is the word, what, how would you translate, what does Me'imasai mean? How do you translate Me'imasai? When? Now, if you're asking when, what does that presuppose? That there's an obligation, right? So normally, again, normally when is a detail that you answer after what? In other words, once you establish that there's an obligation, then you discuss when. So the Gemara says, it's interesting because obviously our Mishnah is presupposing that there is an obligation to recite Shema. Right, we're, we're kind of jumping right in. What time do you say Shema at night? So, w- w- when did we establish that there's an obligation? So, furthermore, furthermore, why start with nighttime Shema? Wouldn't it make more sense to start with the details of morning Shema? So, a double question. Number one, Kind of where, where are we, what's the jumping off point over here that we're automatically assuming that there's an obligation to recite Shema at night? That's number one. And number two, why start with nighttime Shema? Why not start with morning Shema? To which the Gemara says, very simple, Tanakh Rakai, the author of our Mishnah is basing himself on the Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? Dichsiv, Bishach Becha, Uvekumecha. Well, like the Pasuk itself, we're talking about Shema. Shach Becha means what? Shach Becha? When you go to sleep, Uvekumecha. When you wake up. So what do you see from here? The Torah itself, when it discusses Shema, discusses the nighttime Shema before the daytime Shema. So the Gemara essentially is just mimicking the structure of the verse itself. This is what it means to say. So now that we've established, based on the Pasuk, that there is a biblical obligation to recite Shema at night, what time? 
Now, I will say, really what the question is, is like this. Really what the question is, the Torah doesn't say, say the Shema, say Shema at night. What does the Torah say? What does the Torah say? Say Shema when? When you lie down, when you go to sleep. So the real question is, at what point in time, so to speak, do people go to sleep? Now, I will say, now, this whole Mishnah makes a lot more sense. In the days before electricity, and certainly in an agricultural society, let's work backwards, when did you get up? When did you get up? Before first light. Because you were working, right? First light, you were going, right? So you were up before first light. When were you going to sleep? Dark. All right, imagine. Just imagine. You don't have Netflix, right? So what, what, are, what are you doing at night? I'm saying, like, the sun goes down, right? It's dark. What, 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 what is there to do? What is there? I mean, how long are you going to talk? You know, so, so again, so So therefore, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, b'shach b'cha, b'shach b'cha is when you go to sleep. So, so to speak, what would be the earliest time that people go to sleep? Nightfall. Nightfall, good. So the Gemara says now, but when is now? It's interesting, but the Mishnah doesn't say nightfall either. What does the Mishnah say? So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, and fine. And when? So when do? When is b'shach b'cha? When is the time that people go to sleep? At the time that the Kohanim eat truma. And when did the Kohanim who were tame and now became tahar? When could they resume truma consumption? At night. And night, beautiful. The other possibility is There's another reason I will say why we mentioned the nighttime shema before the daytime shema, and that is dichsev vayhierev vayivoker yom echad. Well, it's incredible that we're learning this now. So we just we just learned this. It's pasuk in Bereshis. Remember, in the creation of the world itself, the Torah places the evening before the morning. So therefore, again, you see, and we'll discuss why that is in just a moment, but the Torah always discusses the night before. Vayerev, it was night, and it was day, one day. Day one. Day one. So because the Torah itself begins with a discussion of night first, therefore what? We begin with a discussion of the nighttime Shema first. So two different answers. Either possibility one. Possibility one is that halacha lamaisa. The Torah itself, when discussing Shema, says B'shach B'cha Uvekumecha, nighttime Shema before the daytime Shema. Second possibility is the Torah itself discusses night before day. Ihachi, that's the case. The Gemara says Ihachi Seifa Diktani B'shach Mevarek Shteim Lefanecha Va'Achas Lacharehel Uba'erev Mevarek Shteim Lefanecha Ushteim Lacharehel Listni Da Arvis Beresha. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. We're going to see in the next Mishnah, in the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah is going to talk about the brachos, the blessings which precede and follow Shema. Here's the problem. What does the Mishnah begin with? It begins with a discussion of the daytime Shema first. So if you're correct, and the order is always nighttime Shema before daytime Shema, based on the Pasuk by Shema and the Pasuk by creation, and the Pasuk by creation, then at the end of the day, why does the next Mishnah begin with a discussion of the daytime Shema before the nighttime Shema? To which the Gemara says, it's very simple. So we'll say it's very simple. It's what we call, it's what we call an A-B-B-A structure. What does that mean? That the Mishnah will talk about A. Then we'll talk about B. Once you started talking about B already, we'll finish up the rest of the details about B and then go to A. So for example, again, I will say, when you think about this, the Mishnah is fit together so much more beautifully. So the Mishnah will begin with the discussion of nighttime Shema, then daytime Shema. Well, once we're talking about daytime Shema, let's finish off the halachos of the blessings of daytime Shema, finish that out, 
and then go back and finish out nighttime Shema. A, B, B, A. That's the structure of the Mishnah. It's beautiful. Let's just point out something very beautiful. Why is it that in two places now you see the Torah begins with night before day? Right? When it comes to Shema, B'Shach B'cha, the nighttime shah for the daytime shema, and in creation, vayerev vayihi voger. So I want to say, why is that? Why is that? It seems to go against the natural order of things. Ratzadak hakoin of Lublin. Tzivka Satzadik says something so beautiful. The Rebbe explains that the Ribbono Shal Olam was trying to gird us with an incredible amount of life strength. See, night is always a metaphor for difficulty and challenge. Day is always the metaphor, ultimately, for clarity, beauty, and simcha. Often in life, night comes before day. Often in life, we, we, are, we are, find ourselves overwhelmed by difficulties and challenges and so timely that we're learning this now. And in life, it's so easy to lose yourself in the challenges and adversity, especially when they're personal in nature and especially when they're difficult and tragic in nature. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, for every Erev, there's a Boker. For every night, there's a morning. For every Beshach Becha, nighttime Shema, there's a Bekumecha, there's a daytime Shema. Kaddish Baruch Hu was giving us the ultimate strength to always believe, always believe that morning will always follow night and daytime Shema will always follow nighttime Shema. So when we find ourselves in the midst of difficulty as a nation, as individuals, we constantly and consistently remind ourselves that Amir Hashem, the dawn will break, right? The light will come. The morning, the morning will ultimately again display itself. No matter how overwhelming our circumstances are, there's always a beautiful and holy light at the end of the tunnel. Incredible. But let's just do another line that we'll stop for tonight. So remember, the Mishnah said, when do you begin to say night time Shema? At a time that Kohanim, who were Tameh, Begin to eat truma after going to the mikvah by day. They can begin to eat truma at night after Tzitzah Kohanim. So the Gemara says, Amos, Ka'achli truma. When can Kohanim eat truma? So Mishas Tzitzah Kohanim. From nightfall. So I ask the Gemara, listening Mishas Tzitzah Kohanim. So just go ahead and say Tzitzah Kohanim. In other words, this is the question we're asking. Why don't you just say, Nighttime Shema begins at nightfall. Why do you have to give me like this convoluted thing from the time that the Kohanim go into Shuma, if they were Tameh, they went to the Mikvah by day, they could eat Shuma at Tzitzah Just say Tzitzah and be done. You ever have like a conversation with someone like this? Like, just say it. Just say it. Just, okay, I feel better now that I got that off my chest. Right, right? right just say it. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Like, you know, just say it. Just say it. So the Gemara is saying, I don't understand. Why do you have to give me this whole roundabout? To which the Gemara says, Milsa Agav Orchei Kamash Malon, Kohanim Emas Kachli Bichuma, Vishas Seisa Kochavim. So I will say, this is actually very interesting. So the Gemara says, so this is actually a, a Mishnaic style. But sometimes what the Mishnah will do is teach me two lessons in one statement. So by telling me that Kriyashma is said at the time that Kohanim go in to eat Truma, the Gemara is essentially teaching, Mishnah teaching me two lessons. Lesson number one, lesson number one, is that Shema could only... Uh, actually, lesson number one is when do Kohanim eat Shema? When? Sesakochav, nightfall. Lesson number two is when could nighttime Shema be recited? Nightfall. So by framing it this way, ultimately, again, the Mishnah is teaching me two independent lessons. Rebose, we'll stop over here for tonight. Tremendous, tremendous. Yash Koach. Look forward to seeing everyone tomorrow. This is beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. All right, we're going to have to figure out what the... Uh, Refreshment situation. Who's 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 on, who's on this? Who's on this?
All right, good.